Yeah. Morning. Morning. Yeah, we're back. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. We're live. We're not live. Live Coming on at- tape. <laughs> Coming on at tape. you from our our new Don't Feed the Artist studio, aka Jackson's new house. That's me. I'm Hagen Housheld. I'm Jackson Russo. Shit. I, I d- <laughs> you said you're, I didn't know if we were doing first name or last name, and then I do whatever you I want. Started. Do what you, you want. You want. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I'm, I'm glad you stalled it out there because I legit forgot my own name for a second. <laughs> I don't know your name. I'm a. I'm Andy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> last name redacted. And I'm Adam. We're not doing last names. <laughs> Are you like Andy? Like Will I Am? Just like that's your name, or is his last I'm more name like I Shakira? Am. Oh, Shakira. Shakira no, no, her, her name's her name's Shakira. Shakira. Oh. My bad. <laughs> now I'm just running through people in my head like Adele. Um, that's it. Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right, there are other people in front of us. Uh, Prince. So, Prince, yeah. Yeah, the artist formerly known as. <laughs> By that I mean he's dead. Big Shakira. <laughs> Big Shakira. My hip's not hot. Inner Shakira. Big Shakira. Uh-huh. <laughs> hip's not hot. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. All right, so... Oh. I'll let you guys introduce yourself, the guests today. Hey, how's it going? I'm Kendra with North by North. And my name is Nate, also with North by North. I was hoping you'd say you weren't with North yeah, by North. Yeah, I was North. curious where that was going to go. Y'all are on tour Both with... in the same band. What are the odds? <laughs> oh, we really nailed we got, it this we, time. We got a podcast first. They're in the same band this time, guys. Yeah. Logistics have really upped since last time we've been together. Uh, welcome back. We're back. Uh, don't feed the artists. Uh, we're doing a... Doing it again. I don't know how to explain that. Uh, yeah. Season two. The year sure. of subtlety. We got two. renewed by the network. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the network? I don't know. Adam. Right. That's just the network. So we have North by North all the way from Chicago. That's where you guys like to say that you hail from. Uh, I've met you guys, I think, about twice now, but this will be the third time I get to see you guys. And uh, all the way from Chicago. And I don't think I, I think I've known you guys for maybe about a year, so not that long to see somebody from Chicago that much. You guys are touring a lot. Uh, yeah, we um, so we're just a two piece, and it makes touring obviously very easy or much easier than with more people. We did two hundred and thirty four shows last year. Jeez, uh, oh. I think four. I think we I think we were in Denton four times last year, yeah, which is we, impressive. We hit, we hit Texas pretty hard. So. Yes. Yeah, I do. played with you three times yeah. last year. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. At different shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we just played Dallas last night. We're playing Denton tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back again in April and September and possibly December. So. So what we like you guys. You, you guys, you guys, you guys are on. What, what is it called? The never ender tour. This right? is the never ending tour. Yes. Uh, we did. We did take three weeks off in Chicago over the holidays. Jeez, you guys are real slackers. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. We did five days in the studios. We're working on our next record. That's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, we we just been writing and working on booking this this year's tour. And so we took cumulatively about eight hours off over the holidays. That so <laughs> that's an exaggeration. That's but a good night's sleep. Yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> Are you guys going through like a booking company or is it just all you guys? No, it's just us. Yeah, we're That's the big thing. A lot of people don't know that about booking is, you know, I mean, I'm sure people think that everyone has like a booking agent and stuff, but especially, you know, when you're not a massive band, you have to book everything yourself. And so those 3 weeks off, I'm sure as you said, you're just non-stop booking and Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, so Nate does all of our artwork too. So we're like totally, you know, totally DIY. If we could travel with a mobile screen printing rig, we would do that too. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we haven't quite figured out how that one's going to work. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're uh, yeah we we've actually worked with a couple different booking agents over the years, and we've found that we actually it's it's easier to make connections with the local bands with the venues. You know, ours is the name that they know. Ours are the faces that they know. um, So that, you know, every time we come back through, it's easier and easier to find bands, bring new, bring bands back, get new bands, have friends, you know, find cool podcasts like this one. Shameless plug. You don't know know. if it's cool yet. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate it. We were nominated for an award. No, we weren't. weren't. (laughs) Um, Not a real one. Yeah, not a real one. <laughs> and From the network, right? <laughs> the shit talking begins. <laughs> so, I mean, you already like nailed all the things that I was going to ask. I mean, <laughs> I mean, so uh, going back to that whole uh, screen pressing, um, screen uh, printing. Yeah, screen printing. There Fucking you go. Idiot. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm a musicer, not an arter. Um, so. I mean, touring with two people, I mean, you guys, you're not touring in just like y'all's personal, I don't know if that is your personal car, but you, you're actually touring in a, um, you know, what people would think of as a touring van and, you know, Mm -hmm. so when you downside, you know, I, I'm sure that van could fit four to five people in a band, like if it had to, Definitely. but when you have two people in a band that makes logistics a lot easier in that sense. So I'm sure in the future getting something like a screen printing. Wouldn't be out of the question. Might yeah, be a nightmare. The but. main thing, the main thing is like the the byproduct, like fumes of like the, right. the inks and like yeah. the drying. You need room for that, and so it's it's definitely uh, something we we'd love to do log- if logistics provided. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, for now. It's easier to just send an email and to, yeah, to pay somebody to do it. That, so yeah, because you guys have like how many shirts do you guys have? It's like uh, it was last time I saw it was like what like nine shirts. Yeah, yeah I like think that? I think we're up to nine different designs, and a couple yeah. of them have different color schemes. Yeah. for the same design, that's but that's great. We'll just keep adding. You can work your way up to a uh, like an RV Breaking Bad style. Yeah, right. <laughs> there we yeah, go. we just have a mobile print shop. That would be <laughs> go screen awesome. print in the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in our underwear, yeah. Kendra. Let's print. <laughs> I was worried that wasn't going to land, but it worked. <laughs> that's funny that you mentioned the fumes and stuff because, as we said, I just moved into a new house and I was talking to the landlord when we signed a lease. And I was like, oh, what was the last tenant like? He goes, oh, he was actually an artist. Like he painted and then stuff like that. And the other day, we have a bathroom in the back and I went in there and I looked and the door at the bottom of the door has this square cut out. And yeah. I was just wondering what that was for, and it was because he painted in that bathroom in uh, the actual tub, and there was just perfumes. And <laughs> my cat loves it because she'll stick her head in when I won't let her in the bathroom. <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. <laughs> so you guys played Dallas awesome. last night. Yes, yep. we did. Yep. How was that? It was awesome. How Okay, so uh, you guys came to the DFW 
three, four times last year, man. Uh, five, actually. Five, five. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Come on, you know. Sorry. I think uh, we played. I think we played in DFW more than we played in Chicago we last did. year. We did. <laughs> That's actually, awesome. Yeah. So, so you guys played three links last night, right? Yeah. How did mm-hmm. three links compare to all the other places you played in Dallas? Um, I mean the the sound was incredible. Um, the we we played double wide a bunch, which also like the staff there is fantastic. Yeah, and you guys played Armory too. right? We played Armory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, actually Armory was our second to last show of 2017. So yeah. um yeah, Armory's cool too. The outdoor stage is really fun. Um but the the I don't think we've ever played a bad show in Dallas. We have or like not. played at a venue that we weren't like knock on wood. Interested, you know, that yeah. wasn't wasn't cool. Have you guys played Andy's yet? Uh here in Denton? <laughs> yeah. We, no, have, we not. have not. All right. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we we played we played at J&J's like years ago. Yeah, oh, really? They all back when they were doing, they, shows. Oh, they were doing yeah. shows. Oh, they reopened. <laughs> I I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we did it we did it way back when. Yeah. So. Uh, no, Andy's yeah. is great. You guys are having a good time there tonight. So, uh <laughs> uh so so three you like three links a lot yeah it was cool yeah, it was awesome yeah it, three links is a really cool place i like i just like deep elm a lot in general i like i like it um i hate trying to drive through it <laughs> oh yeah and there was a onesie bar crawl last night which i am is that what I'm your against. Facebook was about? That's a, what I the Facebook, Facebook post. <laughs> was about. But it must be like a national holiday or something because I saw from you know we've met various people all over the country and like I saw at least three different like subsets of the 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 onesie culture <laughs> yes. did the bar, bar crawl last night. There was one in Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, I feel like Chicago had probably one. there's Tulsa's doing one in like two weeks. Yeah. It's like, this <laughs> is like calendar. onesie week or something. <laughs> you, guys, I don't yeah. know. you guys should like find like the, like the, whenever like onesie fest happens and play it. Yeah. 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 You know what? <laughs> North by North onesies. Yeah. Penetrated the t-shirt market. T-shirt market. We got the corner on that. Yeah. So our, our the right, sad I, thing is I know those would do really well. That's the sad thing. That's the you know sad what? Thing. And so after I posted that last night, I was basically shit talking onesies, uh, <laughs> saying that they should not be worn in public. However, about an hour after that post, I saw someone who was dressed in a squirtle onesie. Oh, that's good. And he had a shell on his bed, like a plush shell. Like I was like, okay, you win. You you can you rock this onesie game. He's the only one. It was probably one of those camelbacks, and you just needed to hydrate yeah. in between. It was just drinking. wine. Is a bag of wine yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah. He's squirtle. Yeah, what? That's pretty bad. But he's squirtle, so he doesn't need water. He's already got it. What are you talking about? Do well, you he's think, not. Do you think fish don't need water? But like he's already got. Like I mean, like he's already got it ready Where to go. Where do you think he like shoots water from? His he mouth. To hydrate. Wait, yeah, wait. But he already has it. Wait. Hagen, do you need air? <laughs> but I don't like. I, I, but like you don't like supply my, it from like, your back. But like my abilities aren't like. So like I, I'm not like someone that you like. If, if I were in a fight, I wouldn't breathe on someone. <laughs> and this has been Radio Lab. Today's topic <laughs> has been: Do you need air? <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys have to headline onesie fest or make your own onesies now. Yeah, I think. I, I think you guys need to start a onesie fest. Yes, I think we'll, that could work in Denton. We'll, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that would exactly. April twenty sixth. Yeah. I think uh, the first onesie fest is going. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> it's not the day that, you're coming from. 
that's that weird. Is, that's the day you're coming that's back. That's the day right? we're coming back. Yes. It's <laughs> weird how that works out. We're nailing the logistics today. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Making stuff happen. Okay, so so you said you guys are started recording a new record over the holidays. Yes, this is true. So I saw you post on the DIY tour postings group about looking for a studio in New York. Yeah, so it's definitely been a process. We got all the drums done in Chicago. Um, but we found when we went in there, like we were hoping to get the whole thing done, but we found we really wanted to take our time and just make sure that everything is like, you know, kosher and the the drum tones that our engineer was able to get were incredible. So we wanted to really capitalize on the time to, you know, just get those as solid as possible. Um, so yeah. So in the meantime, you know, basically we're in the thick of touring, you know, all year. And so we're kind of trying to just get our tracking done, sort of piecemeal in whatever spaces we can, and then bring it all together for uh, final mixing, which will hopefully happen sometime this spring or summer, um, so that... we can get that working. So I, 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 you know, like we've talked about, I'm sure that you know, constantly booking a tour is stressful. I imagine like trying to book a recording session while you're on tour and then go record and then get back on the fucking road. That sounds really fucking stressful. Um, Do you find I, that the studio is a de-stressor at all? Because I find the opposite. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely... Well, it depends on where you're recording, too. Some places put a lot more effort into the vibe and, like, you know, keeping it chill, you know, wood paneling and that, <laughs> that type of stuff. And it really does help. I mean, you laugh, but no, you know, I, know. I, I find that it really does... When I'm when I'm in like a, a sterile like clinical type of situation recording situation, it's just very stressful. Um, so we're kind of feeling it out, and you know if it doesn't happen on the East Coast, we we have a studio we love in Chicago. Um, it's just a matter of we don't really want to have to wait until April when we're back there to finish it. But if that's what ends up happening, then so be it. Right. You know. Right. Exactly. So we're just kind of trying to you know, explore our options in the meantime. And, uh, and, and we, we kind of have a history of, uh, sort of putting ourselves in a trial by fire kind of situation <laughs> where like everything's kind of down to the wire. And, and that's, that seems to be a, a type of work situation that we thrive in. So, so it's kind of, it, that sounds like kind of that, like Jack White, uh, aesthetic where it's just kind of like, you have to like put yourself in the pressure and like, if it doesn't work, then, you know, We'll just you do it again him. later. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And that seems to be a recurring theme with us is just trying to jam as much stuff into the time that we have uh, in a year, basically. So. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, honestly like it, even taking the discussion outside of music, that's how everyone should, you know, just treat everything. It's just, you know, abuse all the time that you have, especially, you know, while you're young and then yeah. all that, you know. It sounds stressful, but like also I've done a little bit of touring and, it, you know, no matter how much like you're saying, like, oh, you're touring 200 something days a year. There's a lot of downtime in that. It's not like you're literally on that whole time. I mean, the nature right. of the game is getting to the venue and then waiting. <laughs> yes. Like, and yep. and you, so you I'm know, sure there's a lot of time to sit there and yeah, book. making use of that. And also just, um, you know, kind of relaying back to the show last night. um, like in the moment, you know, it was it was well attended and like it was a stacked lineup. We were very lucky to be a part of and happy to be there. But it was like, you know, a lot of people there. We've got, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment, merch, all that stuff. 
And especially being a touring band, it's like you can't uh, leave anything to chance. You know, you can't just go get a beer and hang out with new people because you got to watch your stuff. Especially just with two of us. Yeah. It's, you know, basically one of us is watching the gear, one of us is watching merch, and then there's not really a lot of room to, you know, like for hang time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless you want to come talk to me right by the merch or you want to come talk to Nate right by the gear. Yeah. People seem to really, you know, uh, if they see somebody standing next to the merch table, they try to, they try to stay as far away from that as possible. (laughs) Well, yeah, but they do that. (laughs) And, and, and yeah, so I guess kind of in a meandering way, I was going to say is like last night was fairly stressful, even though it was, you know, financially successful and, in terms of like you know growing a fan base was definitely um, success. It was a successful show, and like we actually mentioned when we got up this morning, we were like, "Man, I we I feel like I just ran a marathon yesterday because we're on our toes all night. You know, we play a show to a bunch of people, and then we are still working. You know, even after the set, like we're still." slinging merch or you know trying to just just... keeping an eye and being aware right you've been to deep ellum on a on a saturday (laughs) night you know the types of people that just come in and out of bars yeah well you're you're keeping your eye on that and you're you're doing all that plus on top of that if you are staying by your merch you're also like chit-chatting away and like doing the network yeah oh for sure and that's that's such a like doing all of that together i mean i can't but that's that's crazy (laughs) and for hagen remembering to breathe yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know i mean that's a full-time job right there (laughs) um and in a way so kind of relaying back to what we were talking about earlier with uh the booking and staying busy it's like in the moment i was like I I will say I was somewhat uncomfortable just because like, you know, I I don't know these people like most of the people here, uh, you know, I'm I'm just meeting for the first time. And at the time I was kind of, you know, it's like, man, uh, is this is this fun? Is am I having fun right now? I don't know. But then after the fact, like looking back on like how busy we were and like how much we got accomplished just in a show because of the hectic nature of it. Like after the fact, I'm like, absolutely. That's, this is what I want to do. That's the beauty of tour or just anything super stressful. Like that I've experienced in uh, music, at least is just like, it's, it seems like it's a nightmare while you're doing it. And it's, it's very rare that you get that moment that you're like at like a packed show or whatever, however you define your success at a successful show. um, And you realize like, Oh, this is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> but and then like but then you look back at it like uh, and I don't have to explain this to you guys because you tour so much already but like if you're touring and then you know you hate the other people you're with and then you get home and then you immediately you sleep for 13 hours and yeah. then you wake up and you're like oh my god when do I get to do that again yeah <laughs> it's yes. it's almost like a drug itself because you you know it's it like it's super stressful but then it's like that was amazing let's do it again yeah it's like when you're that close to what you've been working for it's very hard to get perspective and be like and like you said realize the awesome nature of it it's only after you know reflecting on it after the fact that you kind of get a better picture of it. Right, for sure. I can only imagine that's what it's like, you know, actually being a successful artist who doesn't have to stress about all the 
intricate cogs of the machine uh, that like even then when you are at the pinnacle, you know, you're playing arenas or like selling out shows consistently, you're still thinking of like, okay, what can I do to better? Like, I imagine that's what it's mm-hmm. like. How do so, I get to that next, next yeah, level? Even if you are massive, like mm-hmm. in fact, it's probably even more stressful there. Cause it's like, Oh God, I did it. Unless What's you're like next? Billy Joel, who's like sold out Madison square garden more than like any artist in the history of who? Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard of him. Yeah. It's weird. He hasn't done his uh, collaboration with Kanye yet, yeah. so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, he hasn't, he hasn't heard him because he hasn't been on a Coheed record. Uh, <laughs> we brought it up. I didn't I did even it. mention it. I did it. I, I did was going to mention it. Uh, I was wondering if that's why your cat's name is Cambria. But, it is. Uh, yeah, it definitely we, is. We caught their set at Coachella a couple years ago. Yeah, actually. they were great. They were really yeah. good. Coachella. So... I didn't know that. They that was more Coachella. than a couple years ago. It, yeah. It was like 2009. It's it like last just week. Just a decade ago. ago. You know. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying was. not to be reminded of my you know, impending mortality. So uh, thanks. No, thanks, that's guys. The beauty. You're going to get some good tunes but you out know, of that. But you know, Billy Joel on a Coheed and Cambria album is pretty much due because... Elton John was on Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah, yeah, that's true. On uh, like Clockwork. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. make this happen. Very, very, very briefly. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Well, they're both uh, Billy Joel and. Uh, Yep, Coheed. That's the that's the band. <laughs> yeah, uh, Coheed. They're both uh, New York natives, so there you go. It could happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm campaigning for it right now. Claudio got a haircut, <laughs> and I'm a bit upset about it. I did saw you that. See that. Did you see that Sting did a collaboration with Shaggy? Do you remember Shaggy <laughs> from the night? It wasn't yeah. me, guy. Are you serious? Yeah. Is it like, good? It, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you don't know because you haven't heard it, or are you saying I don't know? Like, I don't you know because I haven't. Yeah, like, I didn't investigate further, but oh, I, I saw that in the news. <laughs> was it a Hard Times article? No, <laughs> it, no, it wasn't, and I double checked. It was not satire. This is genuine collaboration I mean, in the making. That, Roxanne, that's saying it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so you guys mentioned how the the two piece is really good for for touring. How is it for like the sound and being in a band? So, because me and Jackson have been doing a couple shows as a two piece. Jackson and I. Me and Jackson have been doing a couple shows as a two piece, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's really different. It's like it's a, it's a totally different monster just doing guitar and drums. And I yeah. mean, like, is it like is is it? Do you enjoy the challenge of trying to fill the space, or do you just not worry about it, or is it like? Um, it's definitely different. Um, than like what I I'm the primary songwriter, and it's definitely different from like what I initially hear when or heard when I was like writing the songs in my head. But not in a bad way. It's just different. Right. Um, and we've gotten as much feedback as that from people who, you know, had heard the album first, um, which this last album we just put out uh, back in October of 16, last yeah. of 16. Um, that was kind of like our Sergeant Peppers. Like we just went all out concept, you know, album with horns and cello and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff and so a lot of people had heard that record and then then came and saw us live and we were you know kind of nervous after we did the downsizing that you know people would be missing that and people have said as much like i love the album and i love the live show and they're both great in their own respect it's cool that there kind of is i mean they 
they are the same thing, but there are right. certain aspects of each of them that like kind of stands out. So mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's pretty unique that you can have that. Yeah, because I mean, you're, you when you guys sound live is very full. Like that's like that's the thing is that the, the moment I saw you guys play, I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> not fucking around. <laughs> and like and like when we uh, that show at Magnolia Motor Lounge, I remember just being like, oh my, like this is like. <laughs> I, this is so full like it, it doesn't there's no question here that this is like a this is a full sounding band but i mean like it when whenever especially for us we just switched to doing two-piece stuff and yeah. so it's it's very very different mm-hmm. and so i can't imagine you know I'm, I'm sure you're used to it now but like i can't imagine like how doing that all the time it, yeah it's, it's a very different way of going about songs is just having the the two things yeah, you almost have to like just kind of rewire your expectation, your personal expectations as an artist of like, what is this song going to sound like? And it, in a way, like I, I feel like it's nice because it forces you to be a little bit more creative about like arrangements and like what you can actually um, sort of working within the limitations of it. Um, Theoretically, the the drums now are you know essentially a third if you have guitar drums and then vocals right you know the drums are essentially a third of the sound now so there is sort of um it's definitely made me um as a drummer now um much more sort of aware of my cymbal tone and what my toms are tuned to and stuff like that to sort of help build the sound as well which when we first started out as a two-piece if you would have asked me, you know, I would have said, no, all the symbols sound the same. There's, there's no difference. There's, you know, like it's just a symbol. It's just a drum. Sorry guys. I, I'm, I'm not there anymore. Again. I'm not there anymore. Okay. All right. I've learned, I've learned, uh, I've learned the wrongness in my ways. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, like in just constantly or, or, you know, just trying to sort of work those tones into how the sound or how the songs are growing and stuff like that. So, that you know helps mm-hmm. and puts the focus on it a little bit yeah. also <laughs> go ahead go ahead do it hanging uh ears ears develop right I yeah mean, like it's, it's it's a really crazy thing how like like i think when everybody started playing any instrument whether it be guitar drums or anything it's like I mean, like, Andy, did you understand guitar tone the moment you started playing guitar? Absolutely. Fuck off. That's why I I started playing. I mean, we we play with, like, we've played shows with uh, bands whose members are, you know, in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who still haven't figured out (laughs) what good tone is. Unfortunately, well, yeah, but it's 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 something that's like when you really when you really especially like in a two piece situation, you you're like forced to at that point, like yeah. you said, right. you yeah. really you're stand like, out. Like yeah. you're you're forced to be like this matters now because right. it's not just over the wash of the entire band. Yeah, there's no one to cover up for you, you know, any in any capacity, whether it be bad tone or just flubs and stuff like that. And I also think a like a huge part of like whether or not a two piece. Uh, lands as far as i'm concerned is like if you're just confident like if the band is not confident i mean even if it's a four piece it doesn't matter how many it doesn't matter you know like um (laughs) just having that confidence and like owning like yeah we're a two-piece maybe you know we don't have as full of a sound as certainly like a four or five piece band but like just that confidence just physically fills space too yeah and uh, i mean just you know having just started doing uh two-piece sets like i've noticed that um 
a big thing is I'm pretty used to because uh, I sing and play guitar. I'm pretty used to having somewhere someone up front with me. When I fuck up, I look at him, I kind of chuckle a little bit, and it's like, eh, keep going. Yeah. Where, like, now when I mess up, if I wanted to laugh at somebody, I have to turn all the way around to Hagen, <laughs> laugh, then turn back. So you really, you have to, like, exude that No, you just set your drum kit up in front so you're next well, to each other. Well, that's you. Then you can do. make more eye contact. We, I'm then, so down you know. for that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we haven't done that yet. Then you can be the yet. prima donnas like I am. I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that. I get the, oh, oh, really? You're, you're, you're really going to do that? Sound like, guys yay. hate that. Because we had this, uh, when we were a three-piece, we tried to do a, um, <laughs> like, a setup where, because I was like, I really like Hagen and I really liked our bassist and I really like, you know, not being the front man. So I would like, cause I, I thought, you know, these two members are way more technically versed than I am. So like, why is the drummer behind me when, you know, I think he's almost more important than me. So let's put him up. So we try to do this kind of like U shape sure. where he's still kind of in the front. Sound guys hate that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And especially, you know, if you're like the first band or whatever, or even the last band, they're just like, dude, I just want to go home. It's already 12 a.m. <laughs> yeah. It was a nightmare in a lot of stages, too. Just because just because there were there was three of us and, like, trying to get all of our oh, gear for sure. in just the right places. But... Well, yeah, and then, like, sharing drums is, like, almost impossible because yeah, then you exactly. got to move everything over and the mics, and it's just... Yeah, I yeah, we've we've definitely upfront has been nice as a two piece because if there's a backline kit, we can just set up in front right. and we put our stuff up, take it off as if it were a cab or any other like, you know, piece of gear. Um I I think, you know, um potentially sexism aside, but because I'm a female, if I tell the sound guy, "Hey, this is what I usually do. I hope that's okay." Even if he's not really cool with it, they're generally not super comfortable being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Or if they are, I can be like, well, (laughs) basically, I'm going to do it anyway. And if you want, (laughs) I will even move the mics. You don't have to do anything. And then, you know, if he's like, well, but all the other bands are sharing drums, like, I'll just set mine up in front. No one even has to move it. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm going to make your job really easy because this is what I want to happen. And then generally I get my way. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it all it also with like sound people, it just comes down to just like, you know, they're very set in their ways. Oh, I understand. So they don't and want anything to right. change. No. And, and you know, we never come into it. You know, I know you guys do this, you know, five nights a week, six nights a week, but so do we. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I know you know how to do your job, but so do we. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't want to I, I did, uh, did have to kind of get hard with uh, a sound engineer in LA. Uh, he LA was, is the worst he was for that. Very, <laughs> much, uh, very much hardcore boys club kind of thing. He was actually a kind of a dick to me. And then the second Nate walked in, he was super nice. He shook his hand, introduced himself whatever um but basically you know he was adamant that he wanted us to use the backline drum set and i was like i'm really not gonna do that here's why here's all the reasons why this is the thing that works for me and this is what i plan to do we set up the show we're the touring band whatever um and he was like well you know i i do this five nights a week and i know how this room sounds and so you know i was like i i totally understand but I also do this five nights a week for me, and I know how I sound. So, you know, anyway. Yeah. Usually, usually they're fine, but... Yeah. Good for you on that one, because <laughs> people try to get me to use, like, backline amps every now and then, and I'm just like, no, I yeah. cannot. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's pretty particular with his tone. It's 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 a it's a really hard thing for a, like I would for everybody with gear. I would, I mean it should be I think like if someone's like you're I'm, you're gonna backline drums, I'm gonna be like cool. I'm gonna use my cymbal and snare yeah. and my pedal, and if that's a problem, then I'm sorry. Like I'll take your cymbals off. Right. I'll take I'll do whatever, but like. Th- I this feel is, like this it's is pretty standard, though, to, to use your own. It is, but I've, I've come across situations where it's like, I'll bring my symbols, and they're like, oh, we're going to use mine. I'm like, why? <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> why would I do that? I brought my stuff. It's easy. Like, this yeah. is... Yeah. Like, well, and if, if if I break your symbol, I, I ain't paying for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. We, I, met, I met a guy in Louisiana, actually, last time we were there playing, who... Uh, he like he was doing a sound check and he's taking his cymbals off so I could put mine on and and he had a crack in one of his hi hats and I was like oh it sucks man and he's like yeah uh, I let an entire festival use my drums Ugh. and I was like you let him use your cymbals too and he was like yeah I got paid really well and I'm like what, For, what? no N- did you, you but like, you didn't replace you the fucking hi hat right. so like <laughs> doesn't matter Jesus yeah. So, yeah, so, so you guys uh, mentioned y'all are recording a new album, and you mentioned your Sgt. Pepper's uh, <laughs> album. You had horns, and you had you know some accompanying musicians on it. Are you trying to do this uh, next record more no. two-piece or the whole thing? Uh, no, for the most part, uh, we're, we're definitely going to go for a lot more stripped down um, on this record in terms of instrumentation. Uh, we feel really uh, solid about this next collection of songs. Um our first two albums were doubles, so I think it was eighteen tracks, and then seventeen on the, on the second album. <laughs> I was just—I was going to comment on that how you guys are. Very... Yeah, yeah. And so um, this album actually was written primarily last year while we were on the road all year. Um, so it's only going to be nine songs, um, and which is way different for us. But but we definitely took that uh, sort of less amount of songs in order to just really hone in on the uh, the best writing we could we could muster like over the year. So um, I forgot what my point was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> so, ooh, we, oh, but yeah. So, so we're going. We're going to yeah. So basically, with this album, what we really want to try to do is kind of let the songs. Uh, just stand on their own as as uh, just a strong sort of uh, writing rather than, you know, ladle a bunch of uh, extras on top. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, writing on the road like? Because uh, I feel like, you know, especially because you guys, <laughs> even though you're a two-piece, it's not like she's playing a small drum kit and you're not playing a quiet guitar. So it's like, how do you set up and, like, write or... Do you have one of those I little mean, tiny traveler guitars? Uh, no, I no, I don't. <laughs> but that would be something worth looking into. But um, no, honestly, like uh, I mean, it's not terribly different from writing back when we were more uh, stationed just in Chicago. Because uh, I mean, basically at that time, even I pretty much wrote all the guitar parts, all the like melody, vocals, and everything um, beforehand, and just kind of brought it to. Kendra and our various drummers through it through that time. Um, and so now it's kind of the same thing, but just like we sit in a Walmart parking lot and I pull out my <laughs> guitar and sit in the back and just kind of noodle around and, and just sort of work on things. And then, you know, once I feel like I have a strong, like sort of backbone for the song, um, we'll, you know, we will find 
places to rehearse either with, you know, bands that we play with or people that we stay with, or, you know, we've done like the hourly rehearsal thing on a day off or whatever to just get the drums down and more and, places should do that yeah. everywhere. Yes. Please. <laughs> yes. That's a little, uh, pro tip that you mentioned, uh, for anybody touring who doesn't have a place to crash. If you can sleep in your car, find a 24 hour place and just crash there. Walmarts <laughs> are perfect because the, uh, employees start to notice you when you're going in and peeing every couple hours. <laughs> yeah. That's a little pro You tip. just pee a lot. I There's- do. <laughs> <laughs> Now that that's on the record. There's also there's also a free uh, cell phone app called RV Parky. Uh, I think someone from Canada named it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, that was a bad joke. Um, but uh, that that tells you like where free places to park are, including Walmart's rest areas, stuff like that. Some some Cabela's, yes, um, as well as Cracker Barrel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll let you park overnight. Some, um, some truck stops, but not all, and yeah, not those all Walmart too, the... unfortunately. Yeah. So, especially on the West Coast, that is just not fun. Yeah, yeah. they I... don't want you. They don't want you over there. <laughs> they don't want you parking. Like I, I, I did that once when I was driving up and down the West Coast from Texas over there and then up, and they just, uh, it, random places that I would try and crash in my car, like. I would get somebody tapping on the What are you doing? I was like, I'm sleeping. What does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> right. They don't like that. It's weird, but yeah. it's like it's an empty parking lot. Right. Yeah, the, well, the be- sound guys and the Walmarts in LA. Just- <laughs> 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 the West Coast is beautiful, but it is not is by far not hospitable to sort of our way of life at all. Yeah. Quick question <laughs> on that because uh, I got a similar um, whatever. Um, yep. Don't know the word for it. Anecdote. I got it. Yes, let's go with that one. Holy shit. Uh, Good job. <laughs> from uh, a touring musician. And he said that, you know, because asking, you know, oh, West Coast, East Coast, what do you think? And he's like, okay, here's my two cents on it, is that the East Coast, uh, shorter drives, worse pay. West Coast, longer drives, but they can be a little, you know, better pay and like better shows, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you guys fall on that because I think you guys are one of the more well-toured um they're definitely i definitely agree with the the drive time um yeah for routing the east coast is way better because you can just kind of spider web in any direction and you're you're never more than a couple hours from another major city um what's worked for us on the west coast has been more of a like a a hub we call it system where you know, we'll do like a week's worth of shows in like SoCal. So, you know, we'll do a show in LA, Hollywood, Anaheim, San Diego, Riverside, Santa Ana, Long Beach, whatever. (coughs) And we'll do a week there. And then we do that, you know, we make that six hour drive, do a week in the Bay, you know, do that. And then usually we do like a week in Oregon and a week in Washington, including getting out to Spokane and getting, over the mountains. Yeah. So, um, that, so yeah, usually when we do the West coast, it takes a lot longer, um, of a time commitment. We're usually there for no less than a month. 
it's kind of weird when you think about like touring routes and like, I, I don't think people normally think about this, but it's kind of like this kind of like three prong, like trine thing. You have like the East coast, you have the West coast, and then you have like the middle, which is like what I like to call the 35 tour, like all the way up to Chicago <laughs> and down. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it, it's weird how that works. But then you have these random spots that don't really get hit. I mean, some people play in Nevada and stuff like that, but not <laughs> much. And that's interesting. You have to go way out of your way for a lot of places just because like, there's no roads Mm -hmm. or there's like one road, you know, into Vegas and, you know, one road out or, you know, I mean, I know there's more than that, but (laughs) yeah, but, um, yeah, it's the West coast. I almost think of it as like, you're touring a different country. Yeah. Um, because like a lot of bands (laughs) that we've taught. Yeah. I mean, and even just in terms of like culture, but like, you know, even with the Walmarts and like overnight parking, it's totally different. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of bands we talk to are like, Oh yeah, we want to go to the West coast. We're going to, we're going to do it two weeks. You know, we're going to do the whole West coast in two weeks. And I'm like, I, I just don't see how that could possibly be profitable right, because you're looking at an average of six hour drives a night minimum right. and you're not spending enough time in any city to make really any connections, maybe a couple, but not enough to be, you know, sustainable. And I did not mean to cut you off. No, but, no, it's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it it can be done, but I don't I don't see how you're gonna make money even but still. You yeah, know? yeah, you can do the East Coast in two weeks and make money. Yeah, and play every night. But yeah, I mean you'll have a lot of long drives and and also gas is more yeah. expensive out there. Food is more expensive. Everything. Yeah, yeah. cost of living. Yeah. nuts. Yeah. So it's definitely there's definitely money to be made on the West Coast. Absolutely, and fans and like. Yeah, you know, they want they want music out there. Yeah, you know, there I mean, are there and there are is good music being made on the West Coast, and I absolutely, saw some, like, like the San Francisco uh, garage rock scene is fucking yeah. nuts. They have some really cool yeah. bands out there. But like San Francisco, I saw like a local show in San Francisco and Portland, and like <laughs> yeah. both sold out because I, I I couldn't tell like oh is this how it is here because of the density of people or sure. is it you know like oh they just really want this and so yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's good music being made all over, certainly. Um, but yeah, the the West Coast is is kind of like its own, and and even if you are a West Coast band, you pretty much only tour the West Coast because to get from L.A. to even to Arizona is a six or seven hour drive to Phoenix, and then another six or seven hour drive to El Paso, and then a nine hour drive to San Antonio, and you're still in the west half of the state <laughs> of the country. Yeah. So you know, or where are you get same thing if you go north from LA, yeah. you're looking at you know yeah, thirty same. hours up to Seattle or whatever, yeah. and you it's, know, yeah, it's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, for sure. And you can hit some pretty drives, but overwhelmingly it starts to get pretty samey. I was honestly actually surprised at how most of California is not pretty. Yeah. Honestly, like, <laughs> like not to, not to, you know, I mean, and they'll, they'll agree, you know, people yeah. in LA make no qualms about like, it is not pretty country in that no. part of the part of it's, California. It's a big desert. That's it is. Yeah. Pretty empty too. Yeah. 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 It's, um, good people. But yeah, yeah. I was, I, you know, I'd never been to California until we started touring and, you know, I grew up in the Midwest and I, you know, you see pictures of like tour, you know, tourism, you know, like vacation in, in California and it's all this green rolling hills. And then you get there and like most of it is just brown. There's the one yeah. spot of green rolling hills that they take the pictures of yeah. and put on the postcards <laughs> and then everything else is 
dead yeah. and brown. Yeah. And then you yeah. grow up and uh, Josh Homme tells you, hey, I lost my mind in the desert and that's yeah. why I'm the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I think it's a good time to get into our uh, touring segment. Yeah, I was going to say, do we want to break up the touring and just go into Hey Listen and then come back? Lucky you. All right. So uh, we'll we'll go first just to let you guys think about this. But this is the part where we uh, all uh, go through and just say what we're listening to now. Pull if you're reading bars. anything, whatever you want. But uh, we'll yeah, let Hagen start and go around. Your Spotify, so. your Google her- search yeah. history. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll totally. have plenty of time to think <laughs> about it. Uh, so I've been listening to uh, this really cool neo-soul electric guy, Anomaly. It's really catchy piano stuff and he's also just like crazy talented um he plays solo all the time so he just has a bunch of backing tracks and it's that's really good i'm listening to the uh the veil of maya record false idol and i've been listening to the between the buried and me single because it's great (laughs) um i have been listening to uh mimicking birds uh they're a band from portland oregon just came out with a new record like only a couple days ago, and it's called Layers of Us. I've been listening to that. And then uh, the score for uh, Phantom Thread by Johnny Greenwood. That's been Those have been my two things. Oh, can I, can I add one? Yeah, go for it. Uh, this is a new he's year. been listening no. to or one that you've been listening <laughs> one to? One that I've been listening okay. to. Okay. I saw The Greatest Showman last night, so I listened to the soundtrack a couple times already. <laughs> <laughs> is that Hugh Jackman? Yeah. yeah, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Okay, my bad. Dumb. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> uh, we used to have a rule for this segment that you couldn't interrupt anybody. But new, new year, new me. It's a new year. It's the year yeah, of subtlety. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it going. <laughs> it's the year of subtlety. <laughs> Go all ahead, right, Andy. So uh, I've got a, I've got two. One okay, is, count them down. All right. So one is uh, Margaret Glassby, uh, Emotions and Math. I think came out uh, around 2016. Yes. Sound about right. Yeah. Uh, she's got a fantastic voice. She's a great guitarist and just really impressive and clever songwriting. Who's she dating? Uh, Julian Lodge. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's a famous, like, renowned jazz guitarist. Yeah, and uh, she plays his guitar. Um, also, uh, I've been listening to Howdy, H O V V D Y. Havdi. Havdi. They're from Howdy. Austin, right? Uh, yeah, ish. Um, okay. My, saw uh, them at a house a, show once. A friend of mine from high school actually got to play bass on their uh, their record, and it's really cool because like Billboard and Vice and everyone are sharing it up, saying, "Look at this!" And I look them up on Spotify, and they're at like a million or two million plays. I'm like, "Holy shit!" These yeah, guys I knew they played at Lions Den, that house yeah, venue. I yeah. don't know if they're still doing stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. And uh, so it's just cool to see someone I know like hitting his stride. So shout out to them. They got an album coming out in a couple weeks. Adam. Cool. Uh, I've been listening to a band called Soft Hair that had a debut album last year, I think. They, uh, they're they just kind of crazy, weird, experimental indie rock stuff. They're just kind of throwing everything at it, a bunch of instrumentation that's different, so I kind of like that. And then a uh, band called Camp Dogs with two Zs at the end, so you have I to look that them. in the uh, show cool. notes. Yeah, they, I found them on... Uh, the show Easy on Netflix, they were, had some of their music in there, and it just caught my ear, and it's really good. Wait, and the what, show's good, too. What type of music are they? I can't like tell by that name at all. It's not what you would expect. It's kind of right. like a uh, great nothing. genre. <laughs> yeah, I expect nothing, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's indie still, but kind of folksy a little bit. That, so. That's a shitty question to ask somebody what genre yeah. somebody is, so sorry. You can edit that out. Yeah, I won't. 
so I don't I don't listen to a lot of music when we're when we're outside of shows um, because every, you know five six seven nights a week we're getting hours and hours of music every night. Um, some of my favorite albums that I revisit often um, so um, Deep Sea Diver is a band from Portland. Um, her first album uh, History Speaks is one of my top five favorites. Um, it's just so expressive and so beautiful and, uh, just really, no matter what kind of a mood I'm in, it always works. If I'm feeling kind of sad and melancholic, it's got enough of that in there that it just kind of mellows it out. If I'm happy and excited and sometimes I, I work out to it, um, even though it still fits that sort of sad, slow, expressive kind of thing. Um, that's definitely one that's always on repeat. Um, and when I want to listen to something that makes me feel like a badass, I always put on, um, like clockwork, uh, Queens of Stone Age. So <laughs> you guys yes. are really playing on Hagen's heartstrings. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, got both of us. Right what did now. you think about the new album? Sorry. I know. we're Oh doing no, this. it's okay. I love the new album. I want okay. to do this. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, he didn't like it very much. The songs are good. I, I don't like the mix at all. I was, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of nonplussed about it. I don't hate it, and I didn't love it. It wasn't as good as like Clockwork for me. Yeah, but the, oh yeah. Th- th- to me, the coolest part about that record was that it felt like a Queens of the Stone Age record again. Because like Clockwork was like all their friends coming together. Sure, it yeah. was a lot of collaboration. Whereas this record, it finally, it feels like we're back to like this is Queens of the Stone okay, Age. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have more to? Do? Uh, no, then pretty much whatever Nate listens to is also <laughs> what I listen to because we spend fourteen hours a day in the van together. So, <laughs> so please tell us what uh, what I what we're listening different. to. <laughs> uh, well, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, but we've actually just recently discovered. Uh, I figured you would books so on I, tape. I was going to let you. Uh, take we started. This one. We. <laughs> We just discovered uh, books on tape because apparently we've lived in a cave. Uh, but yeah, so we, we, we started reading or listening to um, this book called Annihilation. Oh, uh, that's the one that's the movie. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah they're, I'm super excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Well. How's the book? Um, shit. <laughs> no, not no, shit. No, it was, it was frustratingly <laughs> addictive with not as much payoff as uh you would help yeah you would you would want there to be it's part of a trilogy apparently and i was reading a oh, bunch no. of reviews about the other parts which basically confirm that you get like no answers it's the it's the book equivalent of like paranormal activity <laughs> a bunch of shit happens but is you it, don't really know why. It's like a J.J. Abrams thing. It's like it, just oh, a absolutely. Box. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super, super in the vein of Lost or like that kind of, ans- you know, just raising more questions than it answers, which can get frustrating. I'm still going to see it, but I now I know to temper my expectations. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I yes. would love to be like in the, uh, the boardroom meeting when they're proposing the movie and be like, you should read this book. It's shit. Let's make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing that makes it movie worthy, though, is that it's so episodic to the point of they could make thousands of movies set in this world and there would be no end of subject matter because right. nothing, you don't know what's happening. So there's, uh, you <laughs> right. know, the source material. Of, yeah, it's it's so vague. Yeah. 
they could literally take it in any direction. Um, Always. And I guess it has name recognition. Well, the guy who did the, uh, who's doing the movie did uh, the movie Arrival, which was Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no. it was. It's the Ex Machina guy, isn't it? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Ex Machina. Oh. Shit. Yeah. But still, and also Oscar Isaac is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry to uh, <laughs> be wrong there. Wow. It happens often. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Anything else? Um, yeah, so we, we started reading that, or we, we finished reading that, um, and we're currently in the midst of Ready Player One, which we've been reading, um, <coughs> which is also kind of just infuriating. Not infuriating, <laughs> just frustrating, because uh, it's obviously, like, I, I, f- I fancy myself somewhat of a nerd, but not, like, hardcore. Is it just and- fan service? Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely a novel that was written for very uh, socially awkward, uh, nerdy <laughs> boys, basically, and whom are all welcome to enjoy our music. Yes, but uh, also, <laughs> also, you. this book is for you. <laughs> yeah, it it does it does kind of play out almost like a nerdy kid's like fever dream of like how the world should be like, I can just know a bunch of pop culture and I'm going to find the cutest girl. Right. I can be a good gamer and no pop culture and I'll find a girl and make money and live happily ever after, which is a little bit cheesy for me, but it's a good story and it, I've definitely kept engaged with it. And we're uh, going to, we're going to see it through to the end. Definitely. So. Right. Definitely. We'll have to, you know, like Skype in your full review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you take over our instagram or something <laughs> no that that's interesting uh if you uh need any uh, good podcasts i know one so cool know, oh yeah out. we were listening to that dungeons and dragons <laughs> we were uh that is hilarious game, like a real-time D like campaign oh, it's they awesome. did on a podcast it's i've i've never played uh but i would play with these guys yeah they're awesome they're pretty funny there's there, there's some there's some celebrity that does that right is that dan Harmon? yeah dan Harmon. Yeah. Does right yeah. i do not like that podcast like i i started and i was like oh this is really fun and it it's shitty to say but then as soon as trump got elected like it got really shitty because he got super like just depressed which i get it yeah. i get why he's depressed but like man like those episodes went downhill like he he would like not like yelling at audience but he he'd get kind of pissy at his audience and then like the next week he'd be like i'm sorry guys Hmm. but you know the world's burning and i don't know how to handle it and i'm just like i get it (laughs) wow but you're an entertainer we're we're all coming to you to help us yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no shade on dan Harmon. keep keep doing you we're all burning our together another yeah. uh, another podcast in like the vein of the D podcast there's hello from the magic tavern okay which is uh it's improv comedy but Ooh. set in like a uh like a fantasy world nice and the main character is just a dude who fell through a portal behind a burger king yeah and he's interviewing a wizard and a talking badger shapeshifter and they have all sorts of guests on it's fantastic awesome. mm-hmm. all right yeah well so we have one more second or one more segment second's over <laughs> So we have one more segment, and it's uh, we talk about tour stories, highs and low. You guys can say as many or as little as you want, because I'm sure you have a thousand. You can each do and one you can, or you, whatever. You, you can start with high or low; doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, oh, we, we typically yeah. find out that the lows are the more exciting ones. But, oh, always, yeah. they always are. Um, 
shoot, I need a minute. Yeah. I'm you, shocked. You, didn't, you didn't let me do the bit. Oh, what? When, a, when Andy started this podcast. Oh, Andy. Oh, oh wait. Uh, I have a new low. year. New year. I have a yeah. low moment. Oh, go. Do, 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 no, we're not doing anything. <laughs> we're we're free form. We're, we're wasting time. So jazz, baby. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off easy um, with a low with a mild low point. But the other night we were playing a show and it was at a venue where we got pizza. All the bands got pizza. And <laughs> sounds like somewhere I know. It's not. I, I hope you don't know this. Maybe you do. I don't know. But it was, you know, it's at a pizza parlor with a venue or with a stage in the in the back. And uh, yeah, we played with this like, um, I, I guess they're kind of like a alt rock, three doors down kind of sounding uh, band. And the they, the singer they did a sound check, and the singer made a beeline. We had our pizza on the table. Singer made a beeline and came up to me very seriously and was like, "Can I have some of that?" Like our pizza, and I was just like, "Well, no," <laughs> and and it was just this weird, awkward exchange. And he was like, "Well, I'm just really hungry." It's like, like, yeah, so are we. We're on tour. Like, well, the worst part is that we actually were not hungry at the moment because we forgot about the free pizza until we got there. So we had eaten before we came, and I was going to get a box to put the pizza in so we could eat it for dinner later. So, like, it was, like, especially <laughs> awkward because we were like, well, no, because we we want it later. But, like, <laughs> but in, the, in the telling of that story, which now sounds really lame, I actually thought of a better one. <laughs> I actually thought of a better low point um, that might have a little bit of a gross-out factor. I don't know. Let's do it anyway. Okay, so it was when we were in San Jose, and... Um, Ooh, he's dropping names. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the venue no longer exists. The venue's exists, not there anymore, so uh, it's for fine. For good reason. No, I want names. Go for it. <laughs> no. We, 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 want, we want the hot, juicy details. Those hot juicy scoop. Deep? Uh, so, so we were in San Jose, and... I we we played at this venue that's no longer there called Johnny V's, which from talking to other bands we found out there had been numerous like drive-by shootings in front of this venue, oh, and God. it was just very, very sketch. And uh, so we played there, and I we played our set, and I had to go to the bathroom, and I was like taking a whiz, and these two guys just like barged into the bathroom to like do a drug deal. Like, and I'm just standing there, like, it's a one stall, no, like, dividers or anything, and I'm just pissing, and they're like, I'm like, uh, do you guys want me to leave, or, <laughs> they were like, no, man, you're cool, you're good, you're good, and then, like, exchanging of money and, and stuff and ensued. Yeah, that was really bizarre. I like was it. that the same night that someone barfed in the bath yeah. in the bathroom sink? Yeah, that was gross. And like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like that idea of somebody barging in to do a drug deal. <laughs> normally, it's like, hey, how discreet can we be because this isn't discreet enough? No, no. Kick the door down. You want to buy these drugs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, no one was looking. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, any uh, any highs or? Anything you wanted um, I mean, to add, Kendra? I mean, there's lots of highs. Um, one one that comes to mind immediately because it's a really fun story. Um, so we have a buddy that I used to work with years ago who, um, during the summer, he works in Montana on the east side of Glacier National Park at this in this like resort town. 
And uh, so we went up there for a couple days over the summer and played sort of a last minute impromptu show at one of the two bars in town because there were only two. And the one is in the lodge of the hotel that closes at 10. The other one is open till two. That's the one we played at. Um, And uh, so we were outside on the backstage and like all 200 people in the town could hear and like came down and packed out the bar. And it just was this like really rad, awesome, fun, crazy dance party. We ended up playing for almost three hours. They just kept asking for more. And we're like, guys, we've already played these songs four times. They're like, we don't care. Keep playing more. (laughs) And uh, and they got, they got tore up. This was in St. Mary, Montana. And so like everybody there just works at the national park seasonally like nobody actually really lives in the town so we met people from all over and like they just were down to kill some shit <laughs> like i mean there was moshing there was stage diving our buddy uh, spl- got his lip split got kicked in the face <laughs> yeah wow. uh in the pit in a good way though yeah oh, oh yeah. no he had a great time i mean he showed up in like a tutu like a silver <laughs> what the fuck? like tutu yeah they, yes. they got wild yeah <laughs> Man, it was fun. That's great. And then when uh, the next, because then we like stayed there uh, with our buddy or whatever. The next day, we're all sort of groggily walking around the town trying to find coffee and whatever. And everybody else who had to work at like six in the morning to like help the tourists, the camper tourists who are there, were all like, "Hey, you guys are the band." And we're like, "We had a great time last night, but man, I'm so tired today." I'm like. Awesome! That's we did our cool. job. Yeah. So that was uh, that was real fun. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then the very next day, we almost got turned away at the Canadian did. border. Yep, we sure did. Were yeah. you buying a show in Canada? Or yeah, just- we were we were going north up into Alberta, um, which we didn't know is apparently like the Alabama of Canada. It's like the the very conservative, <laughs> the most conservative yeah. uh, okay. religious uh, province. We're getting little tidbits about Canada in this podcast. Yeah. Like, Call yeah, that's good. We're missing yeah. our Canadian yeah, Dave, co-host. Dave's missing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we oh, had no. a Nova Scotian guest. Who, oh, ooh, we've never been there. We haven't been there. It's very far away. It is. <laughs> Apparently, that's where Trailer Park Boys is. That's exactly what we talked about, yeah. and he said... Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. That's all there is. We'll let him tell those stories sometimes. Awesome. Yeah. But you got turned away? Almost. Almost. Uh, so we were in the midst of like a four, three or four month uh, stint on the road before we could circle back to Chicago and like re-up on merch and all of that stuff. So we had probably like 150 shirts and like all this vinyl and CDs and Basically, we were playing two shows up there, and they wanted to like tax us on everything, oh, shit. which was going to end up being like seven or eight hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, I was going to um, say, what's like? Uh, do you have to get like a workers' permit for that kind of stuff? Uh, usually, no. Like, we've never had any problem with uh, British Columbia or uh, Ontario, Ontario, which is Toronto and Vancouver, and um, or those are the main cities. Uh, but yeah, so we've never had a problem with that, but. Yeah, I guess they're really conservative, and so they were, like, very buttoned down about it and, like, well, you might end up selling all this, so we have to, you know, cover all those bases. So, luckily, we were able to turn around and unload a lot of that merch and then come back, but it was, like, when we got back, you could tell they were upset that we had a a backup plan because most (laughs) bands would just pay it or not get through. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's interesting because we had uh, friends who like toured the 
South of America with a band from South America. Whoa. That was that was a shitty way of explaining that, but like basically Texas, Louisiana, they did oh, a whole okay, like cool. but from with the band from South America and uh like I was asking like, "Oh man, what was that like, you know, like bringing like did you bring your gear?" and they're like, "Oh no, all they brought was like strings and a couple of pedals because if they and like drumsticks and they're like cuz if they saw like if uh, customs saw like, oh, you're bringing instruments and you're bringing, you know, amps and all that stuff. Are you here to play gigs? Like, because that's work. Yeah. And yeah. You need a coming worker's to permit. the U.S. from other countries is very difficult, very oh, yeah. expensive. Like, yeah. even like from Canada, I don't know what the worker's permit is, but you. I've heard it's several thousand dollars, yeah. like just for yeah. the permit. Because um, yeah, when we would go up to <laughs> Vancouver. We just casually asked, like, do you guys ever, like, come down to Seattle? Because it's only, like, maybe an hour. Yeah. And they were like, no, because, you know, for us to come through there, we have to get a visa. It's very expensive. And, like, if they catch you, um, apparently you can get banned from, like, coming through. So Or find so much that you're basically banned. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because they said what some bands had done – would be to like team up with a stateside band and they just come over and just use their backline, um, which had worked. But yeah, you know they said, but it's it's not worth the risk. Yeah. for for a lot of bands. Well, where can uh, people find you guys? Uh, so we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram at North by North Music. Um, we're on Twitter NXN Music, although we don't use Twitter very often, but it's there. Um, we're also on Bands in Town. You can track all of our tour dates there. Um, we're on Spotify. Um, we're on Google, iTunes. Most places that you want to be, we're there. Yeah. And so Except find SoundCloud. Us. Yeah. We do have a SoundCloud as SoundCloud well. SoundCloud sucks. It, it does. does. It really does. This is a recurring yeah. topic for this podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. I think we've only had one group, and I bet you can guess what genre they were. Uh who sung praises? How much of that? They it's just such an ugly website. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Like I agree. it just doesn't look good. Well, you can't pull this it up on your phone. This is coming from a graphic designer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. But I mean, if it works for them and their audience is there, then yeah, yeah, exactly. good on good for them. you. But. but like when I've had people like I had a guy who like contacted us like saying like, oh, I want to play your band on my uh, radio station. I was like, okay, cool, thanks so much. And he's like. Uh, what's your SoundCloud? I was like, oh, we, I have some stuff on there, but not any from our new record. And he's yeah. like, well, I only play stuff that's on SoundCloud. And I was like, I'll put a song or two up just for you because yeah. I'd like the radio play, but also like that's shitty. See, but if he did, <laughs> if he did Spotify, well, I guess, and I don't know, I don't know all the legal ramifications of playing Spotify if you're not licensed, but if yeah. he played Spotify, then you would make like a penny so that's you know like that's good yeah oh well let me tell you about that penny. (laughs) you know what it's better than nothing i mean it is it's really you know it's nice to get that direct deposit every couple months so i'll take every couple months that's the that's what you should take from that sentence everyone well they only pay out quarterly so that's true you know, keep playing our music on Spotify. Thanks. Yeah. Go to sleep with your phone on the charger, volume <laughs> off with just yeah. the music on or volume on. However you like to yeah. sleep with, yep. you know, you know, get your friends paid. That's what Andy did for his own music. <laughs> there was that band, uh, Wolfpack or Wolfpack. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how they pronounce it, but yeah, they, they funded a whole tour by putting out a silent album where the songs were only like 
a few seconds long and told all their fans to just listen to it at night and were able to (laughs) rack up enough uh, royalties from that. That's that a they, heartwarming they paid story. For a and, whole tour. And, and then what they did with that is they tracked where people were listening to it, and they went to those places. Yeah, Jeez, that's oh, ingenious. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. man. That's and those so are like good, good fans, like good right. people. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Jeez. And then Spotify banned them, right? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, <laughs> but, 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 they're, but they're back. But why? Spotify's making money off that too. Are they not? They don't want everybody else to do it, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, it, uh, that's it fair. Depends. I get that because. Yeah. Uh, if you have premium on Spotify, then you don't uh, get any ad revenue. It's just per month. So when I was doing it, I was making more back per month than I was spending on Spotify because I didn't have to listen to ads. But if it's someone who doesn't have premium, then they listen to the ads, they get the ad money, and it doesn't really matter. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, you guys said that you're going to be back in Denton in April 26th, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Do you know the venue? Not yet. All right. We'll, but, we'll keep updated on that then. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, you guys are working on a new album. Obviously, you don't have a release date for that because you're still taking your time on it. But you got plenty of stuff on Bandcamp and Spotify. So yeah. mm-hmm. everyone check that out. Uh, Adam, where can they find us? People can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter if you want to. And at don'tfeedtheartist.com. And that's it. Yay! <laughs> We're back! We're show back, baby! Awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna... Yeah. Shaking water, soaking ever deeper to the bone.